0: Welcome to episode six of the Digital Brand Envy podcast, the four mistakes we see clients making that are holding them back in their businesses. Thank you so much for tuning in today. This was one of my favorite episodes to put together because we have seen these mistakes happen time and time again with both one-on-one clients and with members inside Digital Brand Envy, and I don't want them to hold you back anymore because, again, Like I said, I've made every single one of these mistakes, so I'm going to get right into the episode, but before I do that, I want to ask a quick favor. If you like this episode and you take some value from the action steps that I'm going to give you at the end, please subscribe to our show so that you can get notified of our new episode getting released every single week. So please subscribe. I can't wait for you to dive into this episode. Let's get to it. You're listening to the Digital Brand Envy Podcast, where we believe creating an impactful customer journey is the biggest opportunity to grow any business. Sales funnel strategist Michelle Caruana will let you in behind the scenes of the campaigns and launches her team is working on, while highlighting what's working and what's not to attract an audience and convert them into customers and raving fans so you can achieve your own envy-worthy brand. After being in the online marketing world since roughly 2009, when I was a social media strategist for a Fortune 500 company, I've definitely seen both brands and individuals rise and fall in this space. You may be familiar with one of my favorite phrases, success leaves clues, which refers to the notion that successes rarely occur overnight. Rather, they are a result of strategic steps and routines that got the person or brand to the level that you may be deeming successful. So for example, and I know I use her all the time, but she's one of my favorites, so let's take Amy Porterfield. Even though she is well-established as an online marketing expert, today you can still see the transformation she went through to get to where she is, and as an outsider, you can get an idea from the content on her social media channels and on her podcast, what steps she took, what worked, and what didn't work. From her podcast, for example, I know that right after her corporate job, she tried her hand at online courses, and it didn't go so well, to put it lightly. Then she told us that she started taking on social media clients, which she hated. Then she tried her hand again at online education, this time for Facebook ads, so she was shaking it up a little. And By this time, she had launched her now wildly successful podcast, Online Marketing Made Easy then you can see her digital programs and focus really get refined as she became refined as an educator to really focus on online course creation, webinars, and list building primarily. Even if she didn't have her podcast, though, you could still reverse engineer her journey a bit, and you could technically create a little roadmap for yourself based on that. One of the reasons I think Amy is so successful, and this is no secret because she leaves clues everywhere, is that she gives her best stuff away for free. She is such a content creation master that by the time she releases a new program, she has a line of raving fans ready to hand over their credit cards. Because, I mean, people must assume, and I've assumed, that if her free content is that good, that... It's hard to believe how incredible her paid content must be. So anyway, that's just an example that I like to use of success leaving clues. Look at any person you view as successful and see what you can find on their journey. Maybe paths they've diverted on, programs or products they've abandoned, lessons they've learned, you get the picture. The point is, success does not come overnight. It may feel that way to us as outsiders, but If you look hard enough, there's a story there, one you may want to take some notes on. So that was all on success leaving clues, and you might be wondering why I'm talking about success in an episode that's supposed to be about mistakes we see people making, primarily clients, before they come to us for strategy help. Well, it's because success isn't the only thing that leaves clues. Failure leaves behind plenty of clues as well. And just to clarify, I really don't believe there are any failures in online marketing. Sure, you can fall short of a goal, have a program that's struggling, or have a product that doesn't seem to be selling, but to me, the only failure is quitting. There's always new strategies you can try, tweaks you can make, and new products to create and launch. After all, if you take an example of a successful entrepreneur, you can bet they have about 10 times as many failures as they do successes. So anyways, I just wanted to clarify that. The reason I even use the term failure here is because that is the emotion that many clients are feeling when they come to us. Some are brand new to online business, but some feel like they have failed thus far in their journey, and if that's the case, it's our job to take a look at everything they've done up to that point in their business and reverse engineer what has gone wrong for them and how we can correct their path. Having been working with these clients for a few years now, I've definitely noticed some common trends. The four mistakes we're going to go through in this episode are by far the most common mistakes we see people making when they come to us or from members inside Digital Brand Envy. All right, so mistake number one, getting paralyzed by perfection. This is by far the most painful mistake to see clients make, so I wanted to go ahead and start here. There's nothing worse than working with a genuine person or business who have gifts and knowledge to give to the world, only to have them delay getting their stuff out there for weeks, months, or even years because they're waiting for everything to be perfect. Well, (laughs) I just wanna give you a little spoiler alert. If you wait for everything to be perfect, you will be waiting forever. Branding kits, websites, courses, products, YouTube videos, even Instagram and Facebook. Your website isn't a project with a completion date. It should be a living, breathing thing. You are constantly optimizing and tweaking for best results. And you guys already know how I feel about podcasting, YouTubing, and launching courses. If you're not totally embarrassed by your first podcast or your first video or the first iteration of your course, then you waited too long to launch it. Let's take podcasting and YouTube for example. How are you ever going to know what your audience is receptive to or what type of editing works best or how you should position your workflow if you don't just get started and try? Because here's the fun thing, you can always go back and edit the stuff you did at the beginning, but honestly, I don't even recommend that you do. I personally love to see people's transformations and see them grow and evolve because it makes them human and it makes them relatable. If they're showing up for their audience on YouTube and their hair and makeup isn't perfect or maybe they're shooting on their cell phone or maybe they don't have a perfectly designed thumbnail, I actually love that because it shows that their intentions are not just about sales or money or whatever their channel end game is. They care about their audience and getting the knowledge that they have out there to whoever needs it and that's what's most important. And let's go with another example with course creation. Again, once you finish your course, way too many people just assume that all the work is done. While this thought may seem or feel liberating to have your course done and out there, it's actually debilitating to many of us because we feel like, well, that's it. Whatever I put out there on that first launch is what people are going to see and experience forever, so it has to be perfect. But I don't want you to think like this because that is definitely not the case. When we work with course creators, we truly believe in getting the MVP or minimum viable product out there as soon as possible and work diligently those first few months surveying students, getting on the phone with them, taking notes and making improvements. And by the way, MVP or minimum viable product is just a product or course with just enough content and features to satisfy early customers and enough for them to provide feedback For future product development. We can use Play Cafe Academy for example. We got the MVP out there almost a year ago and since then we've added two modules where we noticed that people were getting stuck and were asking for more guidance. We've created a course workbook because people said that they needed it in order to keep them accountable. We enhanced some of the downloads and we even re-recorded a few lessons to improve the quality and Guess what's on our calendar for the rest of 2019? A few improvements to that program every single month to make sure it's the best it can be. And I'm honestly not sure you should ever stop improving your content because, again, like your website, your course should be thought of as a living, breathing thing you need to tend to and nurture for its best chance at life. I've told the story before, so go back to episode three if you want all the details, but suffice it to say that if I had waited for that course to be perfect, it still wouldn't be released a year later, and over 200 students would not be transforming their lives with the information inside the course, and we would have left a nearly six-figure profit so far on the table. And let me just tell you, we have not had one single request for a refund. Right, so we covered some of the big things like launching a course or a website or a podcast, but it's the little things that matter too. This search for perfection can really seep into every single aspect of your business and it can be creepy, so watch out for it. We've had plenty of clients who actually refuse to post on Instagram or Facebook until their branding or their message or their strategy is just so again, months or even years can go by before they feel ready. And that means that they're wasting time not connecting with their ideal customers online. They're not growing their audience and they're just kind of in this holding pattern and it can feel handcuffed. And then what I what really stinks for these people is that one day they're going to wake up and decide, all right, I'm ready. My website's done. I have a folder full of graphics. My course is ready. I set up my social channels. Let's do this. It's time to launch. And These are unfortunately the people who launch to crickets, even if they use ads, because they spend months or years waiting for perfection, and their social channels are dormant, they don't have an email list, let alone an email list that they've been nurturing for months, as you should, and they just expect everything to happen at once, but that's just not how it works. I like to say, the longer the runway, the greater the launch, so just remember that. And we, as consultants, have really had to fine-tune our skills in order to get clients out of this search for perfection. Before, before we had this skill, we'd kind of just roll our eyes and let clients wait months and months to get started, but now I really feel that we effectively communicate the importance of just getting started immediately, no matter what state your branding or website or whatever is in. In our Five Days to Funnel Envy course inside Digital Brand Envy, we even show exactly how you can create a highly effective lead magnet, which again is just a free piece of content that you use to grow your email list, set up a landing page and begin collecting leads all for free, all without a website. So there are really no excuses here. You don't need to have a photographer to post on Instagram. So your designer didn't finish the graphics you wanna use yet? That does not excuse you not searching for and engaging with your ideal customers. It doesn't give you an excuse to not jump on stories and do polls and ask questions and just get your name and face out there. I don't care if you don't have a product yet or you're waiting for your product prototype or to come up with the name of your product or your website to be done. Never let perfect get in the way of done. That's the main point I want you to take away here. Hopping on a Facebook or Instagram live in your car and chatting with your followers will move the needle 100 times out of 100 more than doing nothing will. If you want a concrete example of someone who did exactly that and now has a great success story to tell as a result, just go back to episode five and listen to my interview with Mandy. It's a good one. So just record that video, submit that podcast, publish on that website, and start collecting leads and launch your freaking product already. All right, so wrapping up with that one. Can you tell I'm a bit passionate about this topic? Well, it really just pains me to see clients sabotaging their own success and growth, waiting for perfection, so I don't want that for you. If the only thing you take away from this entire episode is that there is no more one day in your life, I will be happy and I will feel like I've done my job as someone who sees this every day. So no more one days and only day ones. All right, deal. All right, let's move on to mistake number two, delegating the wrong tasks. Now, I might get some crap for this one, but I'm okay with that. I've done this long enough and been behind the scenes of enough businesses to be able to say this with with confidence. So here we go. It is not smart for a business owner to delegate every single step of a process, but let me give you an example. A lot of industry professionals come to us wanting to increase their income by introducing an online course or an information product. They either do one-on-one consulting or they do something in their day job and they have knowledge that people will value and they want to share it. All right, sounds good, right? So again, an example. We have a nutritionist client and we'll call him Mike. Mike knows that he can scale his one-on-one local practice to the masses by introducing an online course. He has a small local social media following, maybe 100 previous patients or clients on his email list, a website designed for appointment bookings, and no real content out there. And by content, I mean he hasn't been sharing tips on YouTube, through a podcast, blogging, anything like that. So say Mike hires us to design the strategy around his course launch and implement it for him. Great. However, when we say done-for-you launches, we don't necessarily mean that we will take you from 0 to 100 without you lifting a finger. And this is a mistake a lot of people make. They hire a consultant or an agency to literally do it all. And let me tell you why this is not an effective strategy. So let's say Mike doesn't want any input on the launch or course other than recording the course videos. All right, so that means we will be publishing on his blog, we will be posting on his social channels, we will be cutting clips from his course for social and maybe YouTube, we will be creating and designing a lead magnet, we will be writing his email copy and writing a sales page copy, getting all the ad copy done, you get the idea. Now, we used to do it this way, full disclosure, but here's the thing. People can see right through it a lot of the times, and because the actual educator or expert was barely participating in the process at all, people just weren't connecting with the content. Sure, maybe they'd hit subscribe or follow, but they weren't really turning into raving fans or sharing the information with their friends, and they certainly weren't pulling out their credit cards and buying. So we went back and looked at this process and realized that some things just can't and shouldn't be delegated or outsourced. Even the best copywriter in the world can't write in a way that will resonate with someone's ideal customer without input from the actual expert because if a customer does enroll or purchase, they will clearly feel a disconnect between the launch experience and the actual product. And again, I'm sure there are some very proud content creators and copywriters out there that will disagree with this. And that's okay. You do your thing. Have we gotten sales doing a complete done-for-you launch? Absolutely. Did sales increase dramatically beyond our wildest dreams when we made these simple tweaks? Yes. So let's break down what should and should not be delegated. And let me start by saying this will be different for everyone. It's all about figuring out what medium you like to create content in and what, what resonates most with your audience. So let's go back to our example of Mike the Nutritionist. Let's say he isn't great at sitting down and writing 3,000-word blog posts, but he is willing to commit to creating two 5- or 10-minute videos every single week leading up to a launch and hopefully for the foreseeable future as a best practice, but let's not get ahead of ourselves and just focus on, say, the three months leading up to his course launch. We will give him the coaching and tools he needs to make these videos ultra-engaging and Really make that process easy for him so that he can stick to it while maintaining his day job and not taking time away from his family Once he sends us these videos We will edit them and make them all nice and shiny for YouTube or whatever wherever we decide to post From that video we can create a blog post and maybe flesh out some of the points with sources or more research, but Ultimately the content came straight from the source, which is exactly what we and their audience want to see We will then take that video and clip it into segments to share on social Resize it for Instagram if we need to maybe add some captions, whatever We'll embed the video on the blog post share it on YouTube and Facebook share the blog onto Pinterest and LinkedIn email it out to their list and add it to their email automation sequence Maybe we'll tweet about it and maybe we'll post about it on his Instagram stories that he has a new video to check out, you get the picture. One five-minute video can really create dozens and dozens of individual pieces of content, but most people will want to stop there. We used to let clients get away with that, but not anymore. And again, yes, you can make sales if you stop there, but you're leaving money on the table and driving customers to your competitors if you do. So what do we tell clients to do from there? We tell them to answer every comment on YouTube themselves, every DM on Instagram, reply to every email themselves, get on Facebook Live and talk about it and answer questions. We've been encouraging clients to interact a lot more themselves, especially on Instagram and in Facebook groups if they have them, and the results have been outstanding because here's the reality. Again, it's 2019. People can see right through scheduled posts and admin-curated posts now. With there being so much competition in online education, coaching, and consulting industries, you better believe that scheduling your content out and letting it roll won't be enough to build an empire. Do you have to spend six hours a day on your phone? No. Do you have to go crazy on every single social media platform? No. Just figure out where your ideal customers are hanging out. Maybe it's YouTube maybe it's Instagram, and just show up for them. Give tips without sending a link to your sales page. Just give value for a little while and ask for nothing in return. Follow them and reply to their stories, put polls out there, and ask your own questions. Just show up yourself in a non-forced or scheduled way, and you will find your people, and they will become your raving fans and customers if you are consistent. And even if they don't need your product or service, they will be much more likely to recommend you to a loved one or a friend who does if they feel like you care and if they feel a connection with you. If you're just starting out and launching your first or one of your first products, take advantage of how small you are right now. Send video replies to email questions if you're only getting a few a day. Send personal audio files to people that DM you. I'm telling you people love that and they won't forget you for it. Have you ever heard the saying that people won't remember what you said or what you did, but they'll remember how you made them feel? Well, showing up for them in this way will make them feel heard, and most importantly, it'll make them feel like a valued part of your community. As you scale up, you won't always be able to give this sort of personalized attention, so take advantage of it now, and I promise you, even if your following or your email list grows into the six figures, those people who you connected with and fostered relationships with at the beginning will not forget how you made them feel and they will always be in your corner no matter what life or business throws at you. So long story short, we don't let clients off the hook with taking every single thing off their plate anymore because we know doing so would sabotage their sales and their business. What we do do is give them the tools, knowledge, and training to create impactful content in a time-effective way on a strategic schedule and show up for their audience themselves when and where it matters most. We also take as much off their plate like tech stuff, editing, graphic design, etc. as possible so they have the time and energy and willingness to do those tasks that are their secret sauce that only they can do the right way, like engaging with their followers. This method not only gives clients more time and freedom, but also brings back the joy they have about serving their clients and helping people, which is likely the reason they started their business in the first place. So delegate anything you don't need to do yourself, but don't think selling online can be entirely passive either. Your people want and need you to show up for them and they'll reward you with their loyalty and even more importantly, they'll trust you with their referrals because we want to impact and help as many people as possible, right? Right. All right, moving on to mistake number three that we see business owners making that is holding them back. Being too reactive. I could also call this one content consumption overload. Either one works, so whichever you like better. Now, this mistake goes hand in hand with mistake number four, but You'll see why I broke them up by the end of this episode. All right, so what does being too reactive mean? Well, it's basically the shiny object syndrome of the online marketing and business world. So basically, we have had our fair share of clients who, every time there's a new trend or strategy, jump on it and feel the need to immediately implement it into their business. Now, to the credit of these clients, this really does speak to their enthusiasm about their business and their willingness to try new things and innovate, which are definitely not bad traits to have. However, this can kind of piggyback off of mistake number two as well, in that some clients feel like if they don't have every single T-crossed and I-dotted and every single possible strategy integrated into their launch plan before they hit go... It can significantly delay the entire process and again leave money on the table and force potential customers to work with competitors here's a great example so let's say we have a client named derek and derek is a coach for real estate agents and he's launching a mastermind program that we are designing launch for we have a great plan pass all of the major project milestones and feel really confident about the strategy based on the lead generation we've already been doing and the feedback we've been getting based on his free content and surveying his audiences. But it seems like every single day, Derek listens to a new podcast episode or takes a new course or reads a new case study and finds something that's missing from the strategy. Now again, keep in mind, it's not a bad thing to learn and it certainly isn't a negative thing to wanna try something new To see if it yields results. But this is really more something to do either between launches or after you have an evergreen funnel up and running and you really want to take it to the next level and impact more lives. So let's say that we were ready to launch in two days, but Derek insists he needs a podcast launch first in order to increase webinar attendance. And we need to All of a sudden, integrate text and messenger reminders. And oh yeah, we should buy the software to send fancy welcome videos. And wait, we better not move forward before we order t-shirts to welcome new members to build community. And oh, maybe we should put an ebook out there. So let's delay another month until we can do this. And you get the picture. (laughs) Yes, these are all great strategies by themselves, but you just cannot expect to mishmash them all together every single launch especially if you're just getting started. Like we learned with mistake number one, just hit go. Launch whatever it is you need to to get what you have in the hands of your customers and you can then analyze what worked and what didn't and move forward with trying some new things. If you try and do all the things, unless you have a massive team, it will actually hurt your results because there will be way too many moving parts Balls will be dropped, things will be forgotten, or done halfway, and instead of dedicating all your effort and resources into a few hand-picked strategies, you're just spreading everyone and everything way too thin. All right, so anyways, when you're factoring content consumption, so blog reading, podcast listening, course taking, when you're factoring that into your daily routine, don't go crazy. And Olivia, our content director, If you are listening, I'm sure you're rolling your eyes and laughing at this because I am the most guilty person of content consumption overload at times. I love following trends and trying new things, and honestly, the thought of applying a new method to better serve clients or customers lights me up like nothing else does in this business. Let's just say I'm working on it. I've toned it way back, though, in recent months because I was noticing that the more content I consumed, the less creative I could be, and the less imaginative I was feeling. I had this kind of aha moment one day in the shower, sorry TMI, and I was listening to a podcast and I thought, geez, I used to get the best ideas in the shower, but I haven't even had time to think lately. I've been too busy learning. And then it hit me. I was filling every single piece of white space in my schedule with learning, but not letting my mind just be free to dream and think about what I had learned and think about how I could actually apply it to my life and business. And I quickly recognized that I have seen this exact same problem with clients. They learn and learn and learn and they attend conference after conference, but they either just keep on learning and never take the time to stop and implement, or they implement and implement and implement But never actually finish anything to completion and just have a million unfinished chatbot sequences or email automations or ebooks written or maybe an abandoned podcast or YouTube channel. There has to be a time when you stop learning and start taking action and not just regular action, massive action like one of the businessmen I admire most, Grant Cardone says. Because if you want to make a massive impact, you need to take massive action. So I used to dedicate probably, and this is embarrassing, three or four hours a day to taking courses and listening to podcasts. But now most days I try to cap it at an hour, which is hard because it was really holding me back from actually, like I said, implementing what I was learning. And when I stopped consuming so much and I started taking the time to just choosing a very few small things that I learned that I wanted to run with, my results were way better and I was actually moving the needle in my sales and my business. All right, so here's the lesson in this mistake. Whether this is your first launch or your 50th launch, you don't need to do all the things every single time to have the biggest impact and to have the highest sales. What you need to do is just put a stake in the ground and put 100% of your efforts into a launch strategy that. Is probably a whole lot simpler than you're imagining because again you can always add or make changes next time or later on all right so finally we have arrived at mistake number four abandoning instead of optimizing so just a few minutes ago we talked about how once you actually launch and get data and results you can take a look at what worked and what didn't and make changes accordingly seems pretty simple right well Not always. Most strategies you will be implementing will take time and plenty of tweaks to optimize them before they actually work, which a lot of clients actually don't realize. They launch a blog packed with keywords, for example, and wake up the next day hoping to rank number one in Google for all of their keywords because, hey, they did everything right and followed the steps, right? But unless you're pumping lots of money into Google ads, this just isn't realistic. So let's use Play Cafe Academy again as an example for this one. I have blogged and released a new YouTube video with topics and titles that I came up with through strategic keyword research for over six months now. And yes, search anything about opening an indoor playground business on YouTube or Google, go ahead and do it, and you will find me there on page one. But without ads, content marketing is not an instant bullet or a magic pill to success. But if I had given up in January when I started just a few weeks after I released my first content because I didn't see instant results, I would have done both my own business a disservice and my audience a huge disservice because with time and consistency, it did completely take off and is making thousands of dollars a month pretty passively. And if you want that full case study, again, just go back to episode number three. Now that we pretty much dominate all of the keywords for indoor playgrounds on those channels We're really focusing now on Pinterest and Instagram as lead generation tools This isn't to say that I'm not blogging or YouTubing anymore because I am But now that we've cracked the code there and really solidified our workflow to get maximum results in the least amount of time So it is as passive as possible. We have the energy and resources to try these new things Way too often do we see clients go really hard in one area, whether it's podcasting or Instagram or YouTube, and just get super discouraged when they don't see immediate results and they completely abandon their efforts because they burn out and they just move right along to the next thing. Now this is when education and mentorship can be a great thing. If you know that a strategy can work for you and you seem to be doing all the right things but just can't seem to crack the code, you can invest in some training from an expert. But really give every strategy your absolute best and be patient before completely writing it off. And if sales funnels or anything we discuss on this podcast is something you would like expert training or mentorship in, you can go to digitalbrandenvy.com and learn about our membership site where my team and I give all the training and coaching you need to launch with success. But anyways, the moral of the story here is that while it's great to try new things and get excited about a new strategy, don't expect anything to work instantly. Even if you have $10,000 to spend in lead generation ads during a launch, if you're starting from scratch and have no audience or email list that you've really been working to cultivate, cultivate a relationship with and earn their trust, then even the best strategy and the most money, could that launch could fall completely flat. We love testing, list building, and audience growing strategies for months if possible. So we know exactly what that ideal customer wants and needs, what objections they may have. And so when it comes to actually launch, we can deliver the content that we need in order to be successful. If you remember from episode three, when I broke down our Play Cafe Academy funnel, we tried webinars at first and then ended up transitioning over to an evergreen funnel. But don't be mistaken, we didn't just do one webinar, not get the results we expected, and then make a complete U-turn and abandon them. We did about 12 webinars and ran an evergreen type funnel as well. And we really broke down the results. We surveyed both those who attended the webinars and those who missed them. And we just decided based on feedback that for the ideal customer avatar that Play Cafe Academy was attracting, webinars just were not going to be the winning ticket for this. And again, I took Amy Porterfield's webinar class, and I was really confident that I was doing the right things, but it just wasn't right for this particular audience. So even after we decided on an evergreen funnel with live launches once or twice a year, that wasn't an instant success either, especially because we chose a strong content marketing strategy over a paid ad strategy, though we have been testing some ads since that episode three aired. It took months of really thoughtful and strategic content creation order, in order to get that $7,000 a month in revenue that I mentioned in episode three. And even now, we are con- constantly tweaking our strategy to get to the next level of income so that we can continue to reach the right people and get our information into their hands. All right, so no magic bullets, no golden tickets here. Now we're all on the same page. Now, to wrap this episode up, I just want to quickly recap the four biggest mistakes that I mentioned that we see clients making that are holding them back and that could, in fact, be holding you back in your business. I mean, I've been there. I've made every single one of these mistakes. All right, so to recap, mistake number one, getting paralyzed by perfection. So your action step after this episode is to take at least one imperfect action that will move the needle even a smidge in your business. Maybe it's posting on Instagram or hitting publish on a blog post that you've been polishing for months. Just do it. Mistake number two, delegating the wrong tasks. So your action step here is to make sure you're doing the things inside your business that only you can do and that make the biggest impact with your audience because in 2019, we can see through something that's inauthentic very quickly. And just get your face and voice out there Somehow, so that your audience can get to know you and not just your business. Mistake number three, being too reactive slash content creation overload. So your action step here is to try limiting your content consumption if you are a content junkie like I am and allow yourself to shower or work or drive or exercise without music or noise in the background and see if that gets your wheels turning and creative juices flowing. Give yourself a little white space in your life. <laughs> All right, lastly, mistake number four abandoning instead of optimizing. So, your action step here is to try and look back at what hasn't worked or what isn't working right now and look a little closer at the why. See if you could have maybe tweaked something or stayed on the path a little longer or been a little more consistent and if that would have made a difference. And again, if you need any help, Or if you just want a team of experts to have eyes on your business to help you uncover some of the hidden things that might be hurting your sales, just go to digitalbrandenvy.com and join us inside the membership community. I can't wait to welcome you there. All right. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. This was one of my favorite episodes to create. I hope you got value out of it. please DM me on Instagram and let me know how you're doing with your action steps. I love connecting with you guys. It's just at Michelle, M-I-C-H-E-L-E, Caruana, C-A-R-U-A-N-A. My handle is in the show notes. I can't wait to meet you and connect with you. Have a great day.